0: This week on Trek, Mary Kill... Kirk, Romulans, Toronto.
1: Next. There's been an attack in the past. You
0: have to stop it. Captain, I need to...
1: Not to be impolite, but who are you and what are you doing on my ship? So you're telling me that there's an alternate timeline. I think you're supposed to help me. We're on a mission to protect the future of humanity. Whoa, 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 wait, whoa, whoa! a person. All right.
0: Trek, Mary, Kill. Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, I'm Kristen. Welcome to Trek, Mary, Kill, a podcast determined to tell you which episodes of Star Trek are worth your valuable time. Hey, time! <laughs> this week we're doing a time travel episode.
1: Yeah, we sure are.
0: And we're kicking off a new themed series. I guess I shouldn't call them months because now we're in a new month, but uh, Big Swings. Oh, God, not again. <laughs> That's right, Kristen. If you've listened to our earlier episodes or participated in them. Uh, yes, Strange one <laughs> of those. I did one of
1: those.
0: <laughs> uh, the first two episodes of Strange New World's second season, then, you know, we already talked about this. Akiva Goldsman and company, they were obsessed As obsessed as I was with finding theme months for this season of Trek, Mary Kill, they were obsessed with big swings for season two of Strange New Worlds. Basically, like, what if every episode was a sweeps episode? (laughs) And Uh so big swings, big swings, big swings. Of course, the Star Trek concept is elastic enough to encompass so many big ideas, but it always comes down to execution. So we're going to see if these big idea episodes throughout all the Star Trek shows deliver on the promise of their big swing premises. It's also, I like when they hand off, when they kind of meet the previous theme a little bit. So we just ended the two-hander and now we're into big swings, but we're doing tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which is kind of both. It's kind of a two-hander and it's a big swing. It's the third episode of Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, debuted on Paramount Plus June 29th, 2023, written by David Reed, directed by Amanda Rowe, Uh, This was also one of the wildcard episodes you picked out of that Spock
1: mug, Kristen. I sure did.
0: (laughs) It's basically Star Trek does an episode of Loki.
1: Yeah, someone (laughs) had been watching Loki season one and decided (laughs) that's a good show. Let's do that.
0: Memory Alpha, though, describes it as La'an travels back in time to 21st century Earth to prevent an attack which will alter humanity's future history and bring her face to face with her own contentious legacy. What Memory Alpha doesn't tell you is that La'an is
1: not as a compelling character as Loki, but...
0: And not That's nearly not as it. tall as Tom Hiddleston. Not nearly as tall. I couldn't believe what I was seeing on my Emmy on my TV screen watching the Emmys. I'm like, yeah, uh, Kie Kwang yeah. is short, sure, maybe, but That's is Tom Hiddleston? Difference. Yes, is Hiddleston in the Elordi zone? What's going on here?
1: No, so he's about six two, six three. He's a genuinely tall man. My goodness. And because, um you if you know for like Chris Hemsworth is also a very tall man, so they were like, "You know, we can't have some like little tiny guy next to him."
0: I'm impressed. I mean, genuinely, a very like in Hollywood, it's like you see someone who looks tall and you're like, "I'm not sure, are they like just camera tall? Are they being made to look camera tall?"
1: Mm-hmm. Or, or
0: then sometimes when you see a real actual tall person on screen, it really stands out at you so
1: it's it's shocking. <laughs> When you see them next to a person you thought that was just of average height. That's right. And it's like, that's at least a foot between the two, it looks like.
0: What Memory Alpha did not tell you, though, is that Laon hops back to the past with an alternate reality version of James T. Kirk, played by Paul Wesley. Because this is still the part in the production schedule where they had to work around Anson Mount being out for paternity
1: leave. I noticed that. (laughs) I noticed that right away.
0: So they're like, why don't we just wrote him out of the episode and put in Captain Kirk? It as a sounds
1: like <laughs> this should have been a Captain Pike episode uh, under was, normal circumstances, right?
0: This definitely was a on focused episode.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think it, I think they would have preferred to have Captain Pike as played by Anson Mount versus um, like the third best Captain Kirk.
0: Paul Wesley, by the way, 5'11". According okay. to Google, yeah, my um, t- height
1: t- taller than me. Yeah,
0: yeah, taller. When you're, you're very tall. Yeah,
1: <laughs> actually, people are, when I tell people my height, they are, they think I must have been must be shorter because I slouch so much. So I don't have good I don't have good posture. I am working on it, like every day. Though I'm doing like special exer- exercises and stuff it's weird seeing
0: as cause I'm much older than you and like just seeing how the, Oh, I can see my shadow is even hunched. You know, I'm taking on the old <laughs> <land> man.
1: <hunching laughs> luckily. That, yeah. I don't have that yet, but um, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm very tempted to get the seat harness where it just locks me back. In my well, I, th- I
1: thought about that, but apparently it's not good because you're supposed to work those muscles. And if you have the harness, then it, it like does all the work for you. It's like wearing a leg brace or something. All right. Well, life is I'm always hunched because I have a four-year-old next to me and I'm always like looking down because he's into some kind of trouble.
0: Well, a lot has happened since we last potted about strange new worlds. And we, when we did our season one episodes, it was right before a deluge of award recognitions and such. So just want to run through them real quick in all fairness here Uh, on August 14th, 2022 uh, they got a, Strange New Worlds received an award from the Hollywood Critics Association, the Legacy Award. And the Legacy Award from the HCA celebrates a show that has taken a beloved property and, without relying solely on nostalgia, has been able to pay respectful tribute to the past while modernizing it in a fun and meaningful way, delighting original fans and a newer generation of devotees. What a criteria. Yeah. Sounds like it was... Taylor made made just, (laughs) Uh, but that was for season one. For season two, very recent, Critics' Choice Award Best Drama Series nominee, Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Celia Rose Gooding for Uhura Also, the 2024 Saturn Awards Best Science Fiction Television Series, Best Actor in a Television Series, Anson Mount, Best Supporting Actor in a TV Series, Ethan Peck, Best Supporting Actress in a TV Series, two Jess Bush and Celia Rose Gooding. And then Best Guest Star in a Television Series, Paul Wesley. And then two more technical awards uh, for 2024. The American Society of Cinematographers Award uh, nominated Hegemony, the season one finale, for or season two finale, for Outstanding Achievement in Cinematography. And an episode of one hour regular series. And then the VFX Society Awards Outstanding Created Environment in an Episode, a Commercial Game, Cinematic, or Real-Time Project. And that was for the Broken Circle for their, like, Endor Moon that they created. Remember that? Where we were kind of like, mm-hmm.
1: they really oh, went yeah. for it
0: there. But the, the awards givers were like, they really went for it. Wow, what yeah. an environment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. So it's a popular show. It's garnered some acclaim. Uh, and it's episodes just like the one we're about to talk about that really helped. It's kind of their take on city on the edge of forever, but you know, cool version because they wear leather jackets. Uh, (laughs) And the title comes from William Shakespeare's Macbeth act five, scene five. I'm not a Shakespearean trained actor, but tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death out, out brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing.
1: We probably could have gotten Tom Hiddleston to do it.
0: Yeah, it's true. He would have been great. I
1: like a recording of him doing it. All
0: Our Yesterdays was also the name of an original series episode, so you got that going for it. I like that they're like, well, we're first, so we're taking the first line. Mm -hmm. But also, I like that it ends with like a cry for help from a TV writer. It's Mm -hmm. a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. That's great. I just like that. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Memory Alpha Notes. Some big stuff here, Kristen, for timey-wimey shenanigan stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The Time War is mentioned. The Temporal War is mentioned. From Enterprise, It's it's it pitches a Temporal Cold War. But here Sarah, the Romulan-looking human – or the human looking Romulan, she's telling like, no, there's a war going on out there. Uh, and it, and it caused all this temporal shenanigan stuff has caused the, the beginning of the eugenics war mentioned in space seed. Um, you know, when Khan appears, it moved it from the mid 1990s to mm-hmm. basically today. And uh, Aaron Watke, who's the executive producer of star Trek prodigy. He previously offered a similar explanation saying that the ripples of the temporal cold war shifted the prime timeline in enterprise just affirming that enterprise is the only Canon show now because it's the focal point of like a temporal uh, cold war front. And so it's like, that's weird, but also it kind of gives them, I don't know, some freedom to say like, Hey, we're playing with new rules here because of this or that using previously established rules. So there's a big episode for like the real deep lore nerds like me where it's like well create some possibilities you don't know Spe- any uh specific thoughts any notes or trivia you wanted to mention
1: um so my husband wanted to um float his theory that he believes the carol Kane character is the same character from unbreakable kimmy schmidt
0: okay who i believe some people said that's that's her taxi character uh, evolved as well so well, because
1: uh, her character in this um lives for a very very long time that's true just putting it out there <laughs> strange new worlds and uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt take place <laughs> in the same universe
0: something to keep an eye on later on this season uh so just run through some production notes paul wesley was appreciative of the choice to have episode be set in toronto saying oftentimes you're filming in toronto and they're like we're gonna pretend it's new york city well, they actually land in Toronto, which is awesome. And then, of course, showrunner Kiva Goldsman is able to give us the whole thing, the whole backstory. We wrote it for New York, right? We were going to do this giant spectacle and take the show to New York. And we quickly realized we could not afford it. So then we went through the process of doing that thing that everybody does, which is, well, how do we take, make Toronto look like New York? And then we sort of thought, huh, why don't we just let Toronto be Toronto? And that was fun for us and probably lower impact on the city than you might imagine. So, you know, I don't think it was like trying to film Star Trek in Times Square. So that kind yeah. of was like, oh, it was cheaper to just say it was Toronto. So, yeah. <laughs> but a lot more words. Uh, the filming of the car chase was accomplished using AR walls and a stationary car. And Wesley and Christina Chong Lan, they recalled experiencing motion sickness due to the disorienting effect of the technology. And I thought that was interesting. This is the first time I've ever heard of like that parallax issue happening when you're doing, Well, have when you been still... on a Harry
1: Potter ride at Universal Studios? That is the same exact cut, but... They tell you you're going to puke. Like, they had to change <laughs> it because people were literally just coming off puking during the ride. And, like, they had, like, a little cheat. When it first opened, I got to go to, a you know, the Friends and Family preview. And um, so they were like, look, just you got to focus on something in the horizon on the screen and then you'll be okay. Because I mm. do... Suffer from vertigo, and I was fine. But I can see how people were coming off and puking their guts out.
0: Yeah, and there's a couple of shots where they both of them look a little uncomfortable too. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I mean, I I'm sure they're acting, but also part of it is like not as hard as you might think. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. The only other time, because I had watched like the behind the scenes of The Fablemans or something. And the shot where she's driving into the storm in the car, and the kids are in the back seat—that was shot on the volume. I don't mm-hmm. think I had seen that before. So seeing it here, I guess it's like—I guess that's that's the new rear projection for the 21st yeah. century, where people are driving. So that's that's funny. The the thing to look out for with Strange New Worlds is like everything is something they're pulling. Some part of every episode is pulled either whole cloth or you know enough they haven't really covered up what they're stealing. Uh, from mm-hmm. something else, and it's usually very obvious. in Loki season one, yes. And when it's not very obvious, you still get that tingling sensation of I've seen this before. There's something mm-hmm. familiar about this. Uh, in this case, though, they did that thing that they did in Discovery in the early development, early episodes, where they would pull from like the novels, and they would they would basically say, "Ha ha, we're showing how clever we are by showing novels from like the 70s and 80s. We're taking elements from those and incorporating them here." One of those times this episode does that. 1985, a novel called The Killing Time features the Romulans attempting to prevent the existence of the Federation by means of temporal sabotage. The Romulans dispatch android agents to assassinate humans who are crucial to the founding of the Federation. And then when that's discovered, Spock and Kirk travel back in time to protect history. And obviously it's not the same Spock and Kirk because they're in different realities. Just like in this one, it's a different Kirk. So there's that. That's a pretty big (laughs) pool. Like that's a pretty big import uh, changing mediums of a story. But also, and I'm so sorry to everyone listening, especially you, Kristen, because I care about you deeply. I'm so sorry to invoke Star Trek Picard season two, Well, we've killed all 10 episodes. But this is that season in miniature. This episode, it features... Mm -hmm. Uh, an alternate reality from which they then have to travel backwards in time to to fix the fork in the road that leads to the alternate reality they just came from. That's the setup for season two, basically for Picard, uh, and, it, and it, right down to a secret lab that has uh, a child in there that has like is the key to the future, and also uh, and actually tied to Co- uh, Project Khan. At the end, we see Uh Soon in. Star Trek Picard season two, pull out a file for the con project or project con. And here uh, La'Anne is faced with, given the option of killing baby Hitler, basically, even yeah, though she's I, descended I, from I mentioned that one. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's in that season two Picard. And then there's even, and this is what, with my starting point to com- really compare the two, the episode to the season was the car chase in this episode is, bad i gonna. Mean, i was gonna just say boring the music cue is actually pretty it makes it kind of good but it's not as bad as the card chase that's in star trek picard season two which was tremendously awful and yeah. also unfortunately directed by leah thompson who i'm whom i love from back to the future obviously mm-hmm. but
1: um anyway another so, uh, time travel thing exactly well, <laughs> so about taking from things i was i went to art school and i had a teacher in art school who said that there are no new ideas. just You just got to get over that. And there's just reinterpretations and different ways to express those ideas. So I don't, that stuff doesn't really bother me unless it's like a clear ripoff that did it so poorly that it's like insulting. So I just, so that, that to that me is, the,
0: me. that's the tingle. That's the itch, the burning sensation is like, this just happened. Somebody just did this. And they're being like, mm-hmm. well, we'll just do that. Cause not everybody watches everything. It's like, but it just happened. Like you can that's the that's the other thing i think when that comment was is made the spirit of that is like sure people are you know there's a reference to the scarlet letter in this one it's like people are still doing scarlet letter stories today
1: i like that um kirk pretends like nathaniel hawthorne didn't exist nope
0: anyway tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow let's get into the grades shall we
1: okay shall we great. yes great scenes you know i they Kirk and the revolving door it gets me every time I see it in a movie or TV show. A fish out of water doesn't know how a revolving door works and <laughs> gets stuck in it.
0: It's, he's from I mean, space.
1: I, it, yeah, he's from space. Um, never, I guess, never seen a Three Stooges movie. You know, never, never seen a film, <laughs> never seen a television show. Uh just ugh. I mean, and revolving doors they are tricky. Yes, because a lot of times, a lot, too many people try to get into one of the sections and it doesn't work well. They're really just
0: for like two at a time.
1: At well, most. it depends. Yeah. I've been to some that were actually one, and I got stuck. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was like a kid though, so don't judge me too harshly. I didn't. What I didn't do you do when
0: you get stuck? You just die?
1: Um. No, they have to come and like get get like whatever thing is obstructing the door out of the way oh. it was like a sweater or something or you know mm. piece of clothing someone's clothing it was not good
0: sounds i already got
1: get got a little claustrophobic listening to that, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't do it <laughs> uh any other great scenes um i liked when uh lon and kirk go to put on some you know contemporary human clothes and they pick the same exact outfit
0: very oh, very wow. funny because <laughs> Again, if you've been watching the newer Star Trek shows, it's like black leather. It's just like it's so deep. Like I'm gonna blend
1: in, and it's like you two dorks are dressed the same way.
0: Why did they have to change all their clothes at all? The the, the issue was get a coat because they were cold. You didn't have to just put it on a giant parka, and they're fine. But yeah. Anyway, we had to blend in. (laughs) Uh, In my mind, there was really just one really great dramatic scene. There was interesting stuff throughout the episode. Um, But to me, this is kind of when the part of the episode that really stood out as like being what's, where's this going? This seems kind of interesting and it's really off, you know, it's off format and it's like, they're trying something and I'm, I'm kind of vibing with it. I like it. And then after this scene, it just falls into like normal stuff that we've seen a thousand times. But up until this point, they're in the hotel room and mm-hmm. it's the morning after Laon made him sleep on the couch for some reason. We'll get into that later, for sure. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to so, get into that later. And <laughs> and so they're in this enormous hotel room, which he won with
1: his chess money. And yeah, he taken- I have th- <laughs> questions about that, that we're going to get into later. Yeah, uh, actually- we... If you no, want to talk I, about it, I, I, I can. I, it. Know, I'm right here, it. Doesn't actually, where I put, I put it under most of it's time quality, but it doesn't really matter. So he goes. He's like, "Oh, how are we gonna? We have to have money to pay for things here on Earth." And so he like hustles people at park chess. Okay, and wins what I appeared to amount to maybe twenty dollars American. it was maybe a hundred dollars canadian okay maybe and then they end up getting i don't know the most luxurious penthouse suite that has a gas fireplace two rooms of living room like a living room and a bedroom a very nice hotel a very very nice nice hotel. hotel room these are people, these are spendthrifts. Like, that was a cheap, you couldn't get a quality in, You couldn't go to La Quinta Inn. You couldn't they go to didn't ha, And they didn't
0: have a phone to, like, look at Hotel Tonight to even get, like, a deal the night, the day of.
1: <laughs> that was like, not a promo for Hotel Tonight, but... <laughs> okay, yeah, I've never heard of that. Is that, is that, like, oh. like, a... It's
0: an app, and they find you like hotel hotels deals. hotels by the hour, or...? No, basically, like... oh are there any five you know five star hotels nearby that you know tonight they have an extra room that they would rather give away at a discount
1: than charge full price Uh, for it's that kind of thing so okay well (laughs) they just went to the four seasons and said i'll have your nicest hotel suite and that's what they got i guess yep for for, there's probably four seasons in toronto right Sure, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, North it's a Major Toronto, city. Whatever it's a major North American five, city. Yes. five star hotel is in Toronto is where they booked, and not just not just like your standard. They get been got the lowest price double room, two beds. No, they get something that's bigger than my house, and conveniently, it's has with a perfect a, what I'm view. A hundred dollars yeah. Canadian. Yes, with a perfect view
0: <laughs> of their mission. That they don't know at the, at the time, which is in one hand, it's television. Coincidences are fine, but it's a series of coincidences upon which the story actually uh, turns, which is whatever. But th- that's what I'm saying. Why this scene is so great? Because no matter all the stuff we just explained surrounding this moment, I think this is the the best version. This makes this story worth telling. So. Kirk comes in he's just taking like a water shower instead of a sonic shower and for some reason Laon's just on her like they the hotel stationary here. yeah we got water but a hotel like Laon's on the hotel stationary being like writing down years and historical events which is would be funny to try to do now and it's like why don't they like use a computer and <laughs> or like, yeah. i don't know
1: anyway a hotel, but a hotel like this would give yeah. you a free in-house laptop yes. or there's a business center with internet access where you don't have to you don't have to remember what did i remember from the 21st century hmm what happens now
0: and Kirk later on use, learns how to use the internet anyway.
1: By the way, there is a Hampton Inn and Suites in Toronto for $139 a night. So they could have just stayed there. Yeah. Saved themselves some money. Oh, and there is both a Ritz-Carlton and a Four Seasons. Yeah. And the starting rate at the Four Seasons is $500 a night. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, I understand. I know what... Yeah, I get that is at least a $500 a night room, probably, probably more.
1: Maybe the, maybe the, the fair the four seasons still exists in the future. so like, that's, that's, that's a hotel name I could trust. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't heard of motel. What sex if or... one of
0: the guys he hustled at the park was like the manager at that hotel. And he's like, I don't have any money, but I can give you a hotel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Plan. Right. And then are
0: <laughs> <they're> like, deal. <laughs> uh, I mean, so in that scene, lawn saying like we we've got to remember history cuz there's and and Kirk is saying like listen i know what's going on here it's a fork in the road moment and what we're trying to do is fix your future which erases my future which is my entire life and she's trying to explain to him like well your timeline shouldn't even exist like and also yours is in bad shape humanity's in bad shape like their earth is you know, nuclear war and all that stuff. They're not going to be able to see a sunset for a thousand years. And, and they're also, it's not a federation that they're xenophobic. It's just, they live on, among planets. Their technology still is advanced, but uh, whatever, just go with it. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so he, she's laying it all out. Like it's just, it seems like you're fighting a war that you're going to lose uh, when you could be explorers. So what I really like is single on, instead of being a Mopa dope, Um, like worrying about the Gorn or this or that, or like stupid security protocols. She's like actually embodying the Star Trek spirit here saying like, there is an entirely better universe that isn't possible. And all we have to do is figure this out. And then, but the real thing is because that's the intellectual appeal to him, but the emotional appeal, the one that lands is when she's like, when she mentions Sam and he's like, Sam's alive and so him just suddenly realizing that there are that better things are possible. It just opens his mind. I think it's a, a very strong scene that despite all the stuff you just said before about how did they how did this happen? How did they get this hotel? All this other stuff. And then it's still a great scene, even though the, they undercut that moment with the the bridge exploding. They don't give it one extra beat to land, to let it settle. They don't give them a line or something to say of like, well, that changes something. And we can go with them. Instead, it's like, can't get too emotional. Got to jump right <laughs> into the action. But it's still, it works. It like gives the episode a core, gives it a center. Because yeah, this is not a real, this is... No matter what people think about Paul Wesley about is he the real Captain Kirk or not? Like this legitimately is not the real Captain Kirk. So how do you justify this character even being in this story that's ostensibly about Laon? And I think this does it and it's a way that connects them in a really nice way. So I props to that scene. It works despite all the questions surrounding it. All right. Yeah. Best Trek tropes.
1: All right. So I don't remember the name of Carol Kane's character because um, I have, like, oh, auditory yeah. processing issues. Okay. She's stealing artifacts like the British Museum. And we've seen this in a recent episode.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Star Trek. <laughs> and you know what? She, But she has reason. She's like, you know, I'm the only one who's going to take care of this stuff. And it's, <laughs> like, artwork from the Louvre and stuff. And she's right. She took care of it for thousands of years. I mean, the <laughs> French just let the Nazis have it you know
0: uh i've got time travel uh i think the time travel is fine here i'm i'm i was always how many times did they come back to the present day this is like the f- fifth time i mean i guess sixth time if you think about deep space nine it doesn't well, happen a lot star and trek i Trek l- four yes yeah, star trek four
1: which i think obviously did it much better but
0: the original series, they go back to like right before the moon landing, or the 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 launch to get to the moon. You know, Deep Space Nine has past tense, but that's like a few years into our future or ten years ahead. When there anyway, it's very rare. Uh, Voyager had their their present day where they come to LA in 1996 or whatever, and I don't. know, and The fact that it was Toronto as well, I thought it worked. The the yeah, alternate reality and then travel back in time. They gotta work on that. The, the the writing staff at Secret Hideout has some issues. This happened in Discovery too, where uh, Michelle Yeoh's character changes realities and then travels back in time and it me- or forward in time and it messes things up. So they've got a weird issue going on there. They need to fix mm-hmm. it. It's like too complicated. Anyway, uh, any other ones?
1: Um, yeah, so uh, Captain Kirk just being like, "It's New York City, the Big Apple, the city never sleeps." <laughs> and then Long going, "No, nah, it's Toronto, <laughs> idiot." And I was like, finally, we know it's Toronto. We know they shoot in Canada, but I'm happy that it was acknowledged that they do. And we're not trying to pretend.
0: One of my uh, best truck tropes that flanks that is the historical aside that gets tossed off by a Star Trek (laughs) character, but is a paradigm shifter for the audience. You know, like when we talked about, let that be your last battlefield. Oh, yeah, I heard about racism that was like a twentieth-century thing or whatever, and then <laughs> uh and then this one, it's like this Toronto in what used to be called Canada. It's like what? <laughs> Canada. <laughs> oh, oh Canada's God. just gone. I think in the Voyager episode when they go to LA in nineteen ninety-six, Voyager Britain,
1: uh, Britain reclaim it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think in the Voyager episode, Janeway says. All of this is under a reef (laughs) in the future. So it's just just funny stuff like that. Uh, The engineering extension course at the
1: Academy? Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Even Flan only audited it in the intro course. Um. Doesn't
1: matter. Still Um, counts. Good for her. (laughs) I have Chekhov's Vermont bunker. So, (laughs) like, (laughs) in the cold open... And it's in my, the line must be drawn here, but it's a reference to, I still have a a Bunker in Vermont. And it's like something like that could be in this show, I will say, usually some kind of throwaway line for ha-ha's. But in this case, it came back around and it was real.
0: Yeah. Uh, I already mentioned this, but referencing classic literature, Western literature, Star Trek is good at that. In this case, Lon mentions the Scarlet Letter. And then my last two, Kirk is bad at driving, as established uh, in A Piece of the Action. And then Kirk is good at chess, as established in Where No Man Has Gone Before and all of his tactical
1: moves. Um, so I also have um, Kirk isn't bluffing. Yes, so, that's right. Um, like, you're going to have to kill me first. You know, try me. And I'm like, well, yeah, he isn't gonna, He isn't kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. he's for real. Like, we've already established that he's down to destruct, you know, self-destruct the ship. He's going to, you know, he's down for all of that. And this Kirk is no different. Although he looked a bit surprised when he got shot. But yes. yeah, you can't say try me and then, you know, get upset that you get shot. And then the uh, Romulan, Sarah, does reference the 1990s eugenics war. She said, This was supposed to happen in the 1990s. And da, 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 da. I've been here forever. Yep. yep. Uh, um, I do like that because it should be mentioned that some things were off time wise. Yeah, no, I
0: appreciated that. All right, worst Trek tropes.
1: It's kind of strange for me that Laon, who has not actually met Kirk before this, instantly trusts him with this story. Upon first meeting. I mean, this is why I'm (laughs) just doing this crazy lady in the brig, right?
0: We wouldn't have a show if we did uh, like most shows where they recap, they recap the episode and go scene by scene because you would just be hanging up the call. When I'm like, I don't understand why they did it this way. (laughs) Because, yes. (laughs) Like, guard sees her. Or, you know, security should have grabbed her. Real quick, this person, the stranger, appears on the bridge spouting weirdness. Um, That whole setup, it was very sweaty. And then, they like, two children arguing over the device to go back in time. Like, Um, it would
1: work much better with, say, Spock. Or even Captain Pike. Or someone else she had met before. Or one of the other Kirk's
0: I think it just points to one of my most of its times which is just like what is what are they going for here with Laon, especially particularly in this episode and I think that points to that because there's like references to like we were supposed to do this and I'm like I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> like they were meant to meet and this was like part of the plan for them to do this together and I'm like ah, this seems very strange to me but uh any
1: other ones We've already talked about it, but the we don't have much money, but we've booked a presidential suite at the four seasons. I did look it up. They have a one-bedroom suite that has a, you know, pull-out couch, no fireplace at the four mm. seasons. It's twenty five hundred dollars a night. Yeah,
0: that in, that, that is what February. that hotel room look like. Yeah, that's kind of closer to what that room looked like. And especially with the view. Looked pretty great. Uh I have some Strange New World specific ones. I've mentioned okay. this in the first two episodes we've done for season two, just to everyone just keep tabs on this. Spock <laughs> is a punchline and uh-huh. here he is. In the, Spock is a punchline in the opening bit where Laon is going around doing her security checks and there's been a noise complaint. He's practicing his Vulcan loot too loud and uh-huh. you know that's it. That's there's our Spock appearance. He shows up in the alternate reality and in that one Kirk's being like, uh, I'm going to watch you die now because I'm not going to help you. Spock's like, hey, we're dying here. And he's like, ah, it's, oh, well. Um, and that's kind of it. So Spock is a joke is one of them. Yeah, Alon
1: feels no, no, she's not compelled to intervene in that at all.
0: No. Also, it seems like when she that's in the yes, in that sequence, she's like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but then in the noise complaint scene, doesn't it kind of seem like She's lying and it's it. She's the one yeah. making the complaints. Yes. <laughs> she just doesn't want to say. Yeah. So it was. <laughs> so there's that um, logs. Another new Worlds one logs talking about characters being either bored or alienated with being in Star Trek. Yeah. Like it's like a burden for them. Like it's just like they're going through the motions or uh, like, oh, I'm not friends with people because I have to be the stern person. And I don't even like the argument she's breaking up where the transporter twink and the other guy is accusing them of like beaming, beaming stuff out of their wallets or out of their pockets. Like, yo, you stole my wallet and the transport. I'm like, okay. But also just like the idea of like, why are none of these characters ever happy to be doing what they're doing? They, they're just expecting us to be watching and be happy to be watching. But if I'm watching someone be miserable, it's
1: still a job, right? It's, well star trek is but it's a a tv
0: show but if i've had a long day and i'm like whatever it's my job and i go and i watch tv and it's like this is the future and like guess what the future is no different buster like that's depressing that's upsetting that's kind of frustrating actually it also clouds what the episode's about like we just don't get into what it's about it's like Lawn is feeling alienated for a very specific reason. So the security thing is kind of like beside the point anyway. And then the last one for strange new worlds, cause I do have more is the mustache twirling bad guy. So Sarah's like, like, you know, she's teeter tottering and I have some more thoughts on that character later, but then once she's got the gun on them, she's like, like she really yeah. does do like a full on mustache twirling villain the way she delivers her lines and all that stuff. And it's enough to wonder like, that's what they want. So that's what they tell the actors to do. Cause it's happened enough across all the shows to be like, okay, this is a house style for when someone's <laughs> a bad guy, they're unambiguously a bad guy. So I don't know. It was just a little, it's a, it's a bad enough trope trope because it never elevates the characters. When it happens, it always makes them worse. So anyway, any other worst truck tropes? I know. Letting the rules slide just because it's a main character. So, like, she tells Pike at the end, you know, the Lou- the Louvre is looking for this artwork. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's like we can let it slide because she's a main character. But like, it's like they don't report anything. Oh, Una's lied about all this stuff. Well, we won't mention it. You know well, I mean, I mean, they got away with it
1: so far. <laughs> That's true.
0: You What's know what? Good point. Do? Fair point. Maybe we should move it to Position the best trick. Or yeah. it
1: the law or something. I don't know.
0: I also agree about her statute of limitations thing. I'm like, all right, come on. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Uh, and then
0: the worst trick trope for me is another one is department of temporal investigations. So that's how mm-hmm. Lon gets the mission at the beginning. Yeah. The time variance
1: very, authority was already yeah.
0: taken. <laughs> well, the temporal investigations was established in deep space nine and they were presented almost exactly the same. They, they were not impressed by their jobs of investigating temporal incursions and all that. But this one, they're a little more magical. Uh, but I guess it is like the, the sacred timeline graf- graphic and these alternate reality characters. I guess it just kind of was like, what do we gain by adding this? And I'm like kind of shocked that she relies on the honor system to keep the timeline clean, which seems mm-hmm. like a big security uh vulnerability there like lawn possessing this but i know why they didn't do that where she didn't like wipe lawn's memory men in black style and she
1: immediately calls kirk yeah see how to shoot the shit see how he's doing
0: oh yeah Uh, so then the last worst structure that i had was for once we get an alternate reality character that's not a mirror universe character which is a good thing but ultimately i think we're still getting an empty alternate universe character and probably not as bad of a way as, oh, un- mirror universe, are automatically just evil, which is what they've been dumbed down to. But in this one, we learn that Kirk comes from, he was born on a starship or on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, humans basically live off of Earth and other places and live, they're like belters. They just live on spaceships and stuff. And there's nothing that he does beyond saying that and staring at the sunset on in Toronto there's nothing that indicates that he is both different from the Kirk that we know uh, or is different type of human being from what we understand Star Trek human beings to, to be you know what I mean like it's a it's a thing that said that doesn't have any weight to it uh, ba- basically it doesn't have influences character and so I thought that was a missed opportunity and like the mirror universe characters the missed opportunity the emptiness I put under war structure all right most of its time quality sounds like we're gonna have a lot to talk about here. It's Toronto. <laughs>
1: That's right. Um, <laughs> shots of the Toronto skyline and the Rogers Center's there. Yeah. And um, yeah, they even had like some stock footage in there of time lapse Toronto. That yep. must have been fun to license because they'd be like, "Hi, hey, it's like a hundred dollars. It'd be fine." Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's a meme? And then the worst one: a duck, duck, go mention. Yeah, I've never used that site before. I have not either. Um, has to be a paid placement. I have. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, it's. You would have said I, unless Google said no, and they're like, oh, "Fuck."
0: I don't know why Google would say no to Star Trek. Yeah. Um. So I. Yeah, I don't know. I also definitely... I
1: don't. I also don't think you would even need to. Uh, it would not be considered, in my opinion. Some kind of trademark infringement or something, or like trade libel to say that Captain Kirk used Google. So well, it is all know. tied I in. Have to clear it anyway, but
0: well, DuckDuckGo is like a more secure search, right? That's part of its thing—the encryption aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So this is probably all just tied into the conspiracy hounds and all that stuff that that part of the storyline that they were kind of exploring, like, Oh, Kirk and Lon have gotten tied up uh, or connected to these conspiracy nuts, which by the way, that was one of my, of its time qualities. They kind of both sides extremism, like they horseshoe theoried one character, Sarah, she's like a a progressive, you know, a cab Mm
1: -hmm.
0: protester type, but also she, is like an alien UFO person that believes in a global cabal. You know what I mean? Like, so they're basically trying to like say like, she's just an extremist on either side. And it's all that, but a very of its time to kind of envelop that. And then to say that these are bad people. Don't forget, no matter what side of the the extreme of the spectrum you're on, they're bad. So (laughs) they will shoot you. Yeah. They will. <laughs> uh and so i think this episode really highlights how much of the storytelling and maybe this is like a lot of television it's not star trek specific and it's of its time this is the whole go with it you know Laan, she's all her character is is tragic backstory that's constantly encroaching on her present state and it's and her tragic backstory is just like two bits of star trek trivia smashed together you know, she's I'm she's always saying I'm the way that I am because of something that happened off screen. So just trust me, you know, and you have to know Star Trek history to know what's going on with her. What if Hitler's great, great, great grandchild served aboard the Enterprise? Uh, I'm asking who cares? <laughs> why, why do I care at all? I don't care. But the show is asking just go with it. We promise we're getting somewhere interesting. You know, again, where does it the, they were supposed to go? She's supposed to go on this journey with Captain Kirk. Like, but she's on an alternate reality enterprise. Why does she think he's supposed to help her? Just go with it. Again, how did Kirk win that money? They threw away their uniforms, which had the pins. And so in the past, we've seen Star Trek episodes where they'd like use their communicator or some piece of their uniform to like be the down payment in money. And they didn't even do that. So then how did he even get the money to start playing the chess games? Just go with it.
1: Yeah, usually when you do a, a, pay, a bet of the people you don't know, you have to put up the money immediately.
0: Yeah, and he had Not, nothing.
1: Oh, my friend has it or something. Yeah,
0: uh, They were able to cross the border into the United States from Canada after a bridge exploded in a terrorist attack yeah. because they bribed a border guard. Just go with it. With
1: all this extra Canadian money that they have. I don't think that's going to work. Just go with it. How much money could they possibly bribe a Border Patrol agent?
0: And they have to do it twice. And it's not, not like, oh, have to go oh back.
1: I, I'm bringing in some extra volume from Mexico. It's like, we don't have any papers whatsoever. <laughs> we don't have any ID what, at all. Yeah, I, I, have, I was there for the bridge explosion. <laughs> yeah, no identification, no phones, no nothing.
0: And then they have to go back into Canada. Don't forget to
1: finish their mission. Yeah, I don't care who's going in.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then again, temporal investigations with the, with the honor system and it's just go with it. But I, here's the reason why it's because I think they wrote themselves into a point where they're like, ah, shit, she can't have her memory erased because this entire episode has been a journey for Laon to realize that it's possible for someone to see her see her for who she really is. And so you can't lose that realization otherwise the character loses that that growth. So you just have to go with it. And then Sarah says she's been stuck in the past for 30 years but that also but then okay. she also says that she's still not quite used to the surgically altered ears yet.
1: Yeah. She says the
0: yet them. first and then she says the 30 years, which makes it seem like when she says, "yet," yeah, like it's pretty recent. She also doesn't look very old. And I understand that even if she's a Romulan and Vulcans and Romulans age a little bit differently, she's on Earth gravity. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would they send their agents back like in a Terminator situation where they've got nothing like no
1: technology that could help them? Yeah, just a, just an yeah. illegally obtained. Yeah. Pistol. You're right. So, so just I go with automatic it. Automatic <laughs> yeah. Again, Okay. Just,
0: just go with it. And then tying back into Lon's journey. Why is she crying at the end? Because by a complete cosmic fluke, Kirk didn't know her for who she was by a cosmic fluke. That's really the thing of it. She didn't, he didn't know that who Khan was. And so for her, that was enough to unburden her from the augment monster but she, he never sees her for who she is because she stays closed off the entire time. We don't yeah. want anything new about her. He doesn't bring out any side of her. He has to force her to eat. You know, there's the whole improv thing of yes and. She's no no all the time. <laughs> like There's nothing to it. So it's a weird thing at the end that we're supposed to arrive at. So the idea of like someone seeing you for who you really are. Is like the most of its time, but it's really bizarre because like, am I missing something? She's crying because she's sad at the end,
1: right?
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not reading that wrong. I don't know. (laughs) But that's what it looks like. It looks like she's crying in bed about a boy at the end of
1: the episode. Oh, I don't think it's about a boy. I think it's just like she went through some shit and she can't tell anybody about it.
0: But what did she go through? Well, I guess. So, so for the most of its time, I'm like, there's a very, the obvious answer is like, she's sad because she can't talk about it. And she went through something and she just wants to be able to talk to him about it, I guess. Maybe that's I mean, what I think
1: also like she had the chance to kill a genocidal maniac and she couldn't. Do it because well, it would have messed up the timeline.
0: That's tied into her story. That's like therapy yeah. speak well, intruding she, like, on television can't, like, writing.
1: Can't get rid of that past.
0: Yes. And that makes her who she is today. And she doesn't want to change who she is today. And then she realizes, well, then I have to let go of trying to change a past I can't change. So it's like this weird, but it's again, I, mean, I think she it's. She
1: tried changing her last name.
0: She could have tried changing her. That's an excellent point. point. That I, is an I've excellent thought this point. up before.
1: I don't yes. know why you would keep that name.
0: It, it's an excellent point. But the other part is there is a version where she's happy that she had this experience. Instead of being sad, which is how it reads. She could have been happy because she's like, oh, okay. I All it really needed was one person to make me feel like I wasn't a monster. Now I can believe I'm not. That seems like it. you could have done it the other way. I guess I'm complaining about the way they did it, but really, just I think you, I think
1: it. you, you just need to get over it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I move on. There's, you're never going to get a straight answer out of it.
0: All right. Any other, most of his time.
1: Um, no,
0: you're right. I'm letting it go. But I mean, again, watching it so many times, you're like, let it go. Let it what go. Are they Brian.
1: It's, oh, stop. <laughs> stop.
0: You're right, Kristen. Now it's time for the line must be drawn. Yeah. Great lines.
1: <laughs> okay. I still have a bunker in Vermont where I used to live, in case this whole no money socialist utopia thing turns out to be a fad. You said that line five times faster than she. <laughs> I did. I'm. I can't do it that slow.
0: Uh, um, I and I also
1: have um, when Kirk is talking about doing time in prison, I can also make plumique soup in the toilet.
0: Waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as someone who is in a Denobulan prison with the Vulcan, he sure did give Spock a, a nothing. A real, yeah. Cast off. Any other great lines?
1: Uh, yeah. You come from a long line of axe murderers. Oh, no, we never use an axe. We never use axes. But said like deadpan. Like, oh,
0: good, good delivery. Not no, that's funny. Good. Uh, that's a good <laughs> No, we would use axes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That's a great wavelength yeah. for Laon to be on for jokes. She's she's good in that regard. Uh Laon, it's Toronto, the biggest city in what used to be called Canada. You know, maple leaves, politeness, poutine. Poutine. I liked her saying the whole my earth still has sunsets. Um you're a soldier fighting a war, it seems like you've already lost when you could be an explorer. You know me, I'm a sucker for those sentimental star trek lines and that was one of them yeah uh the anton caridian award for best performance this is tough
1: i didn't put anything <laughs> i don't know um i don't know i landed on this
0: after the fifth rewatch so six times i yes. watched this episode jesus why i want it because i to have an when the ones that it. the ones that i have like if i go on these rants it's because i'm like wait i'm am i am I just being an old person who doesn't like new things
1: or my, yes. So I'm
0: like trying to push if through You watch that. something
1: six times and you still haven't come made heads or tails out of certain aspects. Yes.
0: That I'm an old person who just doesn't like yeah. new things. And yeah. it's just that it's new that I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see, I see stuff that's made contemporaneously with this and I like it. So I it can't be that like what <laughs> I just saw that movie Godzilla minus one. And that was I'm not exaggerating one of the probably three best movies I saw last in 2023. That was really amazing. And I've never seen a Godzilla movie in my life.
1: Yeah. Well that's, so it's new to you completely like, so, so anything that's anything that's like a, a, a rehashing of something you haven't seen, like you've already seen or like a reboot or a continuation of something you already like you don't like it that much you
0: you just laid up set me up here i'm gonna i'm gonna go with paul wesley as captain kirk because for one thing he's not actually playing any real version of captain kirk so we can dispense with
1: it is his own yes own thing
0: so we can dispense with comparing him to this or that there were moments though where i could kind of like there were moments where the writing was like i could hear shatner delivering this Differently, But also at the same time, him channeling some of that spirit. So I appreciated that. I am after this episode, even more firmly in like, why are they doing this? Leave Kirk alone. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why
1: I think it, it was ideally it was it would have been Pike. So it, here's
0: my here's my thought about Paul Wesley Shatner versus. Uh,
1: or well, Kirk I will versus say just Shatner. because he's the, he's the third worst or best um, or third best Kirk doesn't mean he's horrible. It's just that he's, it's hard to cast that.
0: Chris Pine is like a, a good capturing the spirit of Shatner. And Paul Wesley is much closer to like an Elvis impersonator version of Shatner. And that's a bummer because that sound that's a very insulting and I'm sorry, but that's the case. But I, I focused in on him and I watched his performance and it comes down to this Shatner's face and his energy He's very um, visceral and carnal and like very like he's very raw and Wesley is very polished. So like one guy's like Shatner, Shatner's Kirk is almost like he's a, a a person in the world. And Paul Wesley's version is more like a polished politician. Like there's a cleaner version of him. And I think it's the rawness versus the polishedness that is the one thing that causes a standoffness. And then it's just hard to replicate Shatner's performance.
1: Yeah, like one of these guys was living in their car. Yes. And it was perfect. (laughs) You nailed it for
0: sure. When Wesley looked, when Shatner, sorry, when Kirk looked shocked, like he was dying. Uh, First, good callback to Generations. Remember when Kirk's dying after he's fallen off the cliff? Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh my. Because I think he's, (laughs) I don't think Captain Kirk's ever expected to die. Like it just wasn't. He was never preoccupied like he's with death.
1: To, yes, but, but it's it never occurred to him that it would actually happen.
0: Yes, and so he's surprised that it's happening. I really like that. And also, even though it's Paul Wesley and I'm not into his portrayal of Captain Kirk, I was still upset, very upset that Captain Kirk died. Like even yeah. the first time I watched it at midnight, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't want to watch Captain Kirk die. Uh so I didn't appreciate that. Um, but I thought so all all that said, if you can make me feel that way at the end of an episode, I, I think you've done a pretty good job all the way through. So so I got him. The Shatner. Lots, lots of potential.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we got a lot here. Um Am I able to give it to Sarah, the Romulan extremist of course okay thank you
0: I'm her name she is not related to Carol Kane but her last name is Kane I'm looking for her Adelaide Kane and she's not related to uh
1: is she Australian
0: I believe named after
1: the city in Australia I believe she is wow
0: um so anyway I was also gonna give an honorable mention I always had it as an honorable mention the dying time travel dude. He, he died. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh like,
1: my God. His, his last like his, moment his as his suit, eyes closed. Yeah. His, his, he his suit like he was miserable. wearing like, <laughs> he did look like it was kind of like a gray denim, which if he was coming from Toronto, that's really funny. <laughs>
0: but his there is an attack like he's really yeah. oh, he he good so oh, i'm yeah. giving it it's an honorable mention
1: good one. Yeah. i
0: actually really liked him dying though like i'm like that's a real like i just believed that man died but everything up to that i'm like he's <laughs> i gotta sell this i've got five why yeah. <laughs> uh what part of this will he teach at starfleet academy
1: well not time travel <laughs> and not obviously given the chance would you kill baby hitler or con <laughs> that, that's not something they went over in starfleet probably now it makes perfect sense that, that time
0: travel guy was like i'm dying and i know what the plot is basically so i've got i've got to find a descendant that can you know what i mean like he mm-hmm. knew what his options were he's like i gotta send her and Hopefully, she can finish this mission. He didn't give her any details, which was bullshit, but <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: <laughs>
0: like, if it was that important, I think he would have I given her more like than get to the bridge. Like a yeah.
1: Dossier or something, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I had, I mean, I'm I was kind of proud of Laon, uh, avoiding contaminating the timeline in the scene with Polia, especially where she's like. We have something in common. We both have secrets that would topple a lot of people's firmly held beliefs. All I can say is my friend and I were on a mission to protect something beautiful, the future of humanity. And I think, you know, from experience, just how fragile that future is. So all she's doing is revealing, like, I know who you are and what your deal is, but she's not giving anything away because this is someone dealing with past knowledge and all that stuff which is different from when data finds Guinan in the past, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking to her and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That was funny. But this is, I mean, that's like perfect. Hey, Starfleet cadet. If you ever find yourself traveling back in time, don't contaminate the timeline as much yeah. as possible. That was good. Except then she undercuts it in two ways. Uh, they throw away their Starfleet uniforms in the trash. Don't understand that. It was really stupid. Uh, and then she activates the, time travel device to go back home right in front of con right in front of and she yeah. didn't she leave the gun there <laughs> just, she did leave the gun there <laughs> i don't understand why they did that uh anyway so but all and that said presumably
1: kirk's body right yes
0: exactly but in that moment
1: he has no he has no you know papers on him or anything you know identification yeah, that's right There's just another undocumented guy.
0: yeah exactly yeah
1: <laughs> Another one of these undocumented white yeah. guys that we keep getting here.
0: Uh, but I mean that, our
1: jobs.
0: The the Polia scene was like, okay, that was cool. That was they there is a easily a version where she just spills the beans to cut to the chase, but the fact that she took pain not to was appreciate it. Could <laughs> here we go, Kristen. save yeah. it to now. Could this episode have been hornier? Would that have made it better?
1: It could have been so tornier. Like, they didn't even do the standard television trope of, oh, it's a hotel room and there's only one bed. Yeah. It's so easy.
0: You could have had it where it's like, I don't mind. We don't sleep in big beds like this because they don't exist. You know what I mean? He's and used they to sleeping in a sweet
1: Chaste kiss. Like, I've kissed gay friends <laughs> more than this. Like, I, this episode. So chaste.
0: This episode, the whole episode... Could have
1: been there. It could have been a parent. This whole
0: episode was the whole... Is that sex, Lemon? That was... The, it was <laughs> I felt like I was watching Twilight. It was the uh, most, like, <laughs> dweebish, nebbish, chaste... Like, they literally... To, to warm each other up, they talk about classic literature. So this is, like, written by, like, the most nerdy, like... Whatever, like just no, no sex at all. Completely different from Roddenberry's Trek, even have far he read away. Is scarlet Letter. Yeah. Or yeah. someone gets punished. Yeah, it's right. If he had he's just read said the first edition of the book, that would have been enough. Uh, but <laughs> I just like I couldn't believe it. And then the when he's taking off his shirt and she catches him, it's like the most. It's like the worst shot of of of, of him that we and we're supposed to get it's a shot from the side. It doesn't show mm-hmm. off his body at all. Really? And it's like this the episode hinges on this shot. <laughs> it's like nothing that's, there's nothing sexy about it or interesting. We're not even really getting a look at his body. And then she somehow realizes she shouldn't be staring. And I'm kind of like, uh, if strange new worlds takes place in the original series universe, and this version of Kirk lives with humans in space, I think it's a free for all, and I think they're far less uh, homeschooled, Christian, conservative, Twilighty like we are today. For some reason, uh, in that future, and so it seems like they would be a lot more open with their bodies, but they're very closed yeah. off, and it was very strange.
1: Yeah, it was it it was weird. I mean, especially the hotel thing.
0: Yeah, why does he sleep on the? like so i guess the thing is is like it's just Four polite. Seasons going
1: to bring up a, a rollaway right. bed for him they
0: couldn't have gotten a room with two beds
1: yeah you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> don't yeah, it's, even even two beds in the same room yes <laughs> still not you're out on the couch of the presidential suite
0: again on all the rewatches it just when i got to the end I, and they kissed and it was and then they break up the kiss and the the emotional moment that could have happened for Lon, they break it up with "Nope, got to go back to the mission," and the watch glows and all that stuff. I just, I just, the thought that came into my mind, Kristen, was "nerds suck, <laughs> just suck. <laughs> they don't suck and fuck, they just suck." No, <laughs> so, no, absolutely not. I mean, nope. it's just boring and chaste. You took two very attractive people and you did nothing with it you just wanted because you're watching them with the same remove as the audience. It's
1: just, especially since it's, you know, it's supposed to be Kirk.
0: Yeah. You're totally right. I mean, even in the diminishing Kirk,
1: as even much if he's as possible, not I mean, trying to have sex with lawn because of the circumstances or whatever, he's not trying to have sex with anybody for right. whatever reason. He's he, I mean, he's, he's technically what, like surely if you're on earth for the first time ever, Yeah, they are you going know to sample the wares
0: right also that sarah's hot and you know and just like nope it never In It was a, a
1: doomsday prepper yeah. kind of way
0: car chasing and and gun violence though can't we gotta have that that's have cool have gun we gotta, violence and that's it chasing. we gotta have laon shooter real cool like <laughs> yeah but no sex we we shan't have that Really and we weird. need the on to be in the most sports bra like as fully covered up as
1: possible yeah
0: bound <laughs> and kirk goes to bed fully clothed wait is he fully clothed <laughs> i can't remember now
1: <laughs> i don't remember but like i don't he comes don't know. out of the shower fully dressed like it's not yeah. even there he's like not even a towel
0: like their youth pastor would be very pleased with the way that that things shook out (laughs) Uh, oh my god this episode could have been a lot hornier and i i think it would have made it better to be perfectly honest
1: yeah it's like so unhorny that it's unbelievable in a way
0: yeah it's part of the second half of the episode detraction when it (laughs) does just spin into running around doing it again. It's just, it's insane that they crossed the border. No issues. It's insane. It's <laughs> insane. <laughs> just to put a, another point of that, Polia could have lived anywhere and they chose. From, mm-hmm. they, they were like, temporal investigations will let her have her memories so that our character can have an emotional moment, but crossing the border after a terrorist attack, ah, who cares?
1: It's just like, yeah. I don't, I
0: don't know. All right. Trek, marry or kill tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow.
1: So despite all this, I actually found it to be a fairly entertainment episode of entertaining episode of uh, strange new world. So I am going to give it a trek. I also
0: give it a trek. Um, and like I said, I think I was into the first half more than the second half, but I thought it was an interest. I liked the attempt. It's a big swing that I appreciated given the one circumstance that necessitated it that being Mm -hmm. the unavailability of Anson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately,
0: Uh, I didn't totally buy what, why they were doing the story, like for what purpose it served on. But again, a big swing that it was like, Oh, I I admire. And again, I really do think that great scene was like, there is something, there is an even better episode that could have come out of this, but the fact that it's even here at all, it's good enough. It's a good, it's a solid (laughs) episode. (laughs) Uh, next week, we're going to look at another big swing, but not from Strange New Worlds. Uh, we're going to look at Course Oblivion from Star Trek Voyager, and I'll be joined by Joshua Pruitt. Uh, he joined us back when we did some Star Trek Picards season threes. Uh, don't forget, there's an ongoing poll question with our animated spotlight for February. Help break the ties for our Lower Decks episodes, Temporal Edict and Moist Vessel. Katie Hampton and I, we split our vo- our votes for both of them. It's never happened before so the consequence of doing two episodes a in double a split that's right a double split so are they treks or Marys? you got to vote to find out uh Kristen, enjoy your hiatus thank you you will be missed
1: i'll be working but
0: thank <laughs> you yes uh, i mean enjoy your hiatus from me uh not getting over star <laughs> trek that was a <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the big thing uh, so until next week tmk out bye